Tuesday with Austin Cunningham, Justin Treats, and Dan Keeper. Coming to break down the second to last week of the NFL season here. Uh, I don't think we're going to do any bets here for the Pro Bowl. There's a possibility they wouldn't put it by us. Definitely got to do some bets for the Super Bowl. But right now is championship weekend. Kansas City Chiefs versus Cincinnati Bengals. Philadelphia Eagles versus San Francisco 49ers. I think we all saw it coming. I mean, you know. Who, who would have guessed that the Philadelphia Eagles would have made it this far into the season, um, you know, when everybody really just kind of thought they were just really good on paper, but, you know, some of us just didn't really see it. And the some of us was me. Uh, from the start, I didn't. And even through the season, I tried to deny it, but here we are. you love to see it. Congrats to the Philadelphia Eagles and every team sitting here competing for an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. But before we get into that, Treese, I need to know how you're doing after last weekend. And I'm not trying to shit talk. I'm genuinely asking. Uh, yeah. I mean, not too bad. I mean, congrats to the Chiefs on the win. Um, it was a good win. Um, congrats to the Chiefs fan base for becoming the number two most annoying fan base in the NFL. So, congrats on that part as well. Who's one? Um, Tennessee Titans, one thousand percent. They were, they were, they were still in my DMs talking shit when they were when we were losing to the chiefs so that's always fun um so it was a good game um actually here's a good question arden key dirty hit or not dirty hit um so i don't think the hit itself was dirty but i think those type of tackles um are dirty so like i don't think he was intentionally trying to hurt my homes but i hate those type of tackles like i hate the the wrap up and like hip drop tackles i just think they've they've caused numerous injuries across the league i think like if you really slow down the video you see arden key look down but i don't think it was a hey look there's this ankle boom there's my knee into it i think it was a okay where's my body heading shit well you know i'm already on it can't really do anything about it now so i don't think arden key was trying to make a dirty hit but I do not like those type of tackles. And I mean, we saw it the the next game too. Um, I don't th- I don't remember which player it was. Got rolled. It was uh, Tony Pollard actually got rolled it's up really for the rest leg. of the game. Yeah, broke his leg because of it. So it's like I hate those. And Mahomes is so lucky he didn't break his leg because the way that he landed and the way Arden Key came down, Shin could have snapped easily and have been like, "Well, we see how that happens." And I don't know how he's running around at practice right now. Fine, like it didn't happen. Like it it is insane. So. So I know it's I know it's hard to play defense in the NFL, but I really think those need to be one of those tackles that's taken out. We don't see guys hitting and driving through the tackle. We see guys wrapping up and then just dropping. Ahead, Did you guys man. think that this game confirmed? And Teresa, I know I texted you this that when uh, when Henny came in, it was a ninety-five yard drive, ninety yard, ninety-eight, ninety-eight yard drive. I said, watch this, Henny, ninety-eight yard drive for a touchdown to confirm that Mahomes is a system quarterback. Like, anybody can play quarterback, Randy Reed. How are you guys feeling about that now? I think we've said dumber things on the show. <laughs> we actually have. We actually 1,000% have. Oh, oh my God. It's, like, it's funny because, like, I texted you that as a joke, right? Like, yeah. obviously, you got, hey, Mahomes is not a system quarterback. He's obviously. a quarterback who plays in an awesome system. I said it as a joke. I shit you not. As soon as the Chiefs scored, I saw at least, like, five accounts being – dead serious that that Mahomes is a system quarterback yeah for sure I'm just like god damn we just we yeah. should, not everybody should get to tweet you know what I'm saying <laughs> no that's why we can't have sad. nice things you just got yeah. people cracking jokes about something you got other people taking it serious yeah exactly um but anyways getting back to it uh it was an awesome season it was great 
Um, also, any and I just saw this. Speaking of on Twitter, I saw this happen a lot on Twitter. Of uh, Jaguars were playing with house money. That's the dumbest fucking bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Like, stop saying. Why? Because it's because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They're an NFL team. They're not playing with house money. Like, oh, they, they absolutely are in my mind. Oh, the Chiefs yeah. were the the last year with Alex Smith. When they roll in and they let Patrick Mahomes start the last game, you know, and you kind of roll with it. It's like, yeah, you're playing with house money here. You got nothing to lose. I think if Jacksonville wins, they're sitting here in the AFC Championship game still playing with house money. Like you've you've exceeded so much on expectations that you don't – there's there's nobody to disappoint because you're so happy to be here. I think with Jacksonville, you weren't expecting to win the division. I think you were expecting, you know, for hopefully just above, I mean, 500 seasons, which is what you got, but that won you the division. And then to beat the Chargers, like, holy shit. And now you're playing an arrowhead. You almost beat the Chiefs. If Mahomes doesn't get injured, I think it's a different game. But at the same time, like, hey, you got to play with who's on the field no matter what situation they're in. And that's just like, that's that's great for Jacksonville. You're shaking your head to that. And I don't, I don't necessarily know why, because I don't mean that as a shot to Jacksonville. But – I like Jacksonville's future. I think the future is bright there. I, I'm excited to see what they do this offseason, who they go get and what they do. Yeah, I think you got to look at it. You know, you got to look at a big picture or you look at it, the window we were in last week, right? Where, Justin, if we told you in August, hey, here's what's going to happen. The Jags are going to start off slow. They're going to get red hot and you're going to win the division. You're going to win a wild card round and you're going to lose in divisional round. You would sign up for that 10 out of 10 times. Correct. Right. That would be that would exceed expectations on the season as a whole. Okay. So when you look at it like that, Jacksonville playing with house money means this season, no matter what happened last weekend against the Chiefs, you've already exceeded expectations on the year. Now, when you break it down to it's one game in the NFL, everyone knows anything can happen any given Sunday, any given Saturday, everyone look at it. Right. But yeah, you expected to win the game at some point. Guarantee it. And that's just part of being a fan. But if you take a step back and look at the season as a whole, you definitely exceeded expectations. I have not <laughs> seen this side of Justin Treese in a very, very long time. And some people might be wondering, Treese even themselves, like, what side? What side is he talking about? And it's the side of Justin Treese where he disagrees so much with what we're saying that he is choosing to show zero emotion on his face and have <laughs> zero response. And but I'll tell is, you right now. I used to be scared of that and now I'm not. And now it's just like a, I get it. You know, like this is, this is where we've reached in our friendship is where I know the look on your face right now. And it's i I'm not even going to waste my breath on this anymore because it doesn't matter. We weren't playing with house money. That's dumb. Fuck them. <laughs> Cause I, house money playing with house money means moral victories. There are no moral victories in the NFL. There is none. I know that I, I know that there, there's not, but I feel like this one, would be the time where I think we could all look at it and be like, yeah. That's, I mean, even Zay Jones was caught on camera saying that to Trevor Lawrence. And you're going to love this. Trevor Lawrence they just gave the exact same reaction you did, where he disagreed so much with everything that was coming out of Zay Jones' mouth, where he just didn't say anything, and then he turned around and walked away. Yeah. Yeah, don't draft Zay Jones in uh, fantasy football next year, everybody. He's not getting the ball. No. So all I'm Never saying is – I disagree with it. Like, whatever. Like, the outside opinion can have their opinion, meaning you guys can have your opinion. I disagree with it. I don't think that there's such thing as house money. Um, And I can't wait for the Jags to come back next year. 
gonna be they, scary. They are they're coming back. Like they're gonna change up their defense a little bit. Like, and it's gonna be awesome. They're gonna switch more to a four three to match Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker's skill set. They're gonna try to get Chad Mumu on the field more, and they're gonna be basically say, Devin Lloyd, you have one job this offseason. And that is learn how to guard a tight end, and that's it. And they're coming for the Chiefs. Like, and I'm not being like, oh, watch out. Like, it, it very much feels like the Bills of a couple of years ago, where it's like, okay, we know exactly what we need to do to beat this team. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy because the Bills still have no, yet yeah. to do it. They've yet to do it. But like, I think that's where they are at of the sense of like, okay, here we go. And shit, who knows what happens to the to the Bills? And like, it's weird to say, like, did they miss a window already? Like, well, I, was gonna say, I, I Bengals, think that's safe to Bengals think. This is a good them? transition here. Right? I don't know if you guys know this, but the sky is falling in Buffalo right now. Yeah, it really is. They want I mean, everybody. You have... but, you know, but we called, we talked about it last week here on the podcast, like Josh Allen, for as incredibly talented as that young man is, he is unable to take the check down. Yeah, to take the short pass, to take the slant. He wants to throw it forty every time. Well, here's and the other thing about he just that. got sliced and diced by Burrow. Like Burrow understands how to play quarterback in the NFL. If you want to give him ten, he'll take ten. If you give him thirty, he'll take thirty. But he's fine giving you know just cutting you apart and not relying on the big shot. You don't got to hit a home run every time. He's fine hitting doubles. They score too. Yep. So yeah, things are not great in Buffalo right now, uh, and I'm intrigued to see what they do this offseason because you're right they they are in a window very much their poyer's going to be a free agent tremaine edmonds is going to be a free agent tredavious white i i don't think he's a free agent but like that's a decision to make with you know him coming off an injury didn't look that well either um and then when you look on the offensive side of the ball dan you mentioned the point is like you know he can't take the dink and dunk type of plays he's got to just be a home run hitter and it's worked out great sometimes there's when you look at it, it's like they don't have anybody reliable for him to just dink and dunk the ball to. Okay. Because even when you think of Stefan Diggs, he's just fucking hauling ass down the field. Same thing that he did in Minnesota. Okay. Like when Stefan like Diggs has those highlight plays, it's not after the catch. It is down. It is the catch itself is a highlight play by Stefan Diggs, and it's down the field. And Gabe yeah, Davis, what, the same thing. Whatever question you're asking, if you're not asking what is a bad white trailer park rapper the answer is not cole beasley okay signing him to the practice squad and promoting him to the playoff roster to be your go-to short yardage guy is not the answer so yeah. i don't know if it's maybe Khalil Shakur. i i liked him coming out of boise too. but too. i mean you know he was a rookie so hey we'll see what happens next year but they're gonna need more from dawson knox they're gonna need more from Shakur. and i wouldn't be surprised as a team i don't want to it's not draft season for everybody but for 28 out of 32 teams, it is. Buffalo is one of those 28 teams. Maybe late round. If they can get a Addison from USC or something like that, I think that really helps that offense. Because you're right, they, they, they need to venture out and become less dependent on the deep ball. Mm -hmm. But it's not a Buffalo podcast. We had games this weekend. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to be Buffalo. It's very interesting to see what Buffalo does this offseason. And you mentioned Jacksonville. I think that's a great spot to be in, too, where – and I know, Trish, you don't like the house money, but I honestly, I don't know how else to view it in my mind, where you don't have – like, the only thing Jacksonville can do from here on out is just win. Like, everything you do is going to be a step in the right direction. Trent Balky, one, keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything to the media about what your draft picks are going to be. You did okay last year. 
let's just keep going. Keep doing what you did where you don't tell anybody what you're doing so other teams can't figure it out and be like, well, all right, well, we know where he's going. Fuck it, we'll plan out the draft from here on. So with Jacksonville, I'm excited about the future with what they got going on there. And then when you look on the other side, too, in the NFC with the Giants, what are they going to do? You know, I like you get blown out there by Philadelphia. Do you keep Daniel Jones? You clearly need receivers. What What's the future for the New York football Giants look like? And then the same thing with the Cowboys. What are you doing with, with that offense? Is Zeke, I mean, you're paying him a ton of money. You're moving on from him defensively. You've seemed to figure it out. Dan Quick and, and Dan Quick's not going anywhere. Kellen's not going anywhere either. So you like to see that as Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, things, have things changed recently? McCarthy today did not say not that. Confirmed. Yeah, he's okay. going out of his. So yeah, he went out of his yeah. way to say that he is going to be evaluated as well. So I thought I but saw Dan something Quinn's later in the day that he was that he was staying. Okay. Anywho, so well, was- then that's that's something to think about as well. Then. But I'm still not certain that McCarthy's safe. I think if Jerry Jones gets an inkling, like, of a thought, an idea, or feeling that, like, hey, Sean Payne's interested in this job, McCarthy's gone. Yeah. So if I'm Dan Queen, it's like, I probably wouldn't have decided to stay. I would have probably taken a head coach job somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to say this on the podcast for, like, two or three weeks, and I've been waiting. Now that the Giants are out, I'm going to say it. The Giants are going to extend Daniel Jones, Mm -hmm. and it is going to backfire in the sense that in 2017, when the Jaguars extended Blake Bortles. Okay, I want to throw out a comp to you guys. High-level Daniel Jones, okay, so like ceiling Daniel Jones, Mm -hmm. is Kurt Cousins to the point where he will get you to the playoffs every year, but he's not the guy to get you over the top. You can win with him. You can absolutely win with him. Shit, the 49ers just brought our, you know, rock and Brock Purdy to the NFC Championship. Okay? But that everything around him is elite. Good offensive line. I don't line, know. Elite weapons, elite scheme. The Giants have a great coaching staff in place right now with Dabble and Kafka working it on the offense, okay? The defense is good. This is a team that overachieved this year. Okay, and it became very evident when they ran into a playoff team. Okay, but Daniel Jones is good enough to get you to the playoff. And let's face it, he wasn't throwing a shit all year. We're going to talk about how the Bills need to bring in another weapon. Go look at the Giants' depth chart from the playoff game. Nobody. Okay? Absolutely nobody. So I think that's where – I don't know if I'm out on Daniel Jones yet. Like, I don't think it'll take much more for me to be done with him. But, like, we saw the – you know, the jump and progression here this year with Mike Kafka and Brian Dable year one and a healthy Saquon Barkley with no a, a tight end and some, a receiver, like not even two, like just a receiver. That's going to be interesting. Now who you go get, I don't know, but it's just like, go get one. Like don't do what the freaking Baltimore Ravens do and just think like, Oh, we'll just draft a guy and we'll be fine going forward. You still need somebody else because Baltimore tried that with Rashad Bateman. And I know he's been injured, but you can't just do that and then expect him to be fine. And then just bring in other names. I shouldn't even say names, just freaking bodies and expect your quarterback to make plays. Daniel Jones, we know is not that type of quarterback, but if we can see that jump and play from just year one with these guys, Year two, I think, could be special if they can go get somebody in free agency and then add to it with the draft. Okay, put your GM hats on for a hot second, boys. And I promise, folks, we'll get to the bets. Just there's two games, so we're gonna 
we got to talk about other stuff first. You're the GM of the Giants, okay? Mm-hmm. Arizona Arizona calls up. Would you send a three and a conditional pick for DeAndre Hopkins? Easy. A three? I think a, I think a three or a four with a conditional pick attached, like depending on games played, yards, whatever you want it to be, gets it done in a heartbeat. I, I really think, do. I think the GM of Arizona – if somebody said three, he would just say yes immediately. I I don't yeah. even think he would. Give I a wanted shit about to say four, year. but that felt too low. No, four yeah, just I, felt too low. I I think four is realistic. I think three is fantastic for them. I mean, let's not forget, like Hopkins is turning thirty-one during. Right. This I was gonna say, does Hopkins have like a no trade clause or anything? I don't. Does he get no, a decision to? No, he doesn't. No. So my only question with Hopkins would my concern with it would be if I'm the GM, right? Does he want to come? Is he going to come here and compete? Is he going to play at a high level, or is he just going to be like, "Fuck it, I'm just, I'm just going to take my money and go." You need another. Kenny well, he's Galladay. been he's been dealing with injuries, right? Like, yeah, Kenny Galladay, exactly, because he's been dealing with the injuries in Arizona. I shouldn't say injured. Just this year, he was injured. But it's like I feel like if DeAndre Hopkins went to a winning team, he's going to play. He's going to try and play at that peak level that we've seen DeAndre Hopkins be at. And I don't know if we would see that in New York. Well, they're a playoff team. That's more than he's True, been able to say most of his career. Yeah. And that would be that would be my only concern as a GM. Yeah. I mean, so it just seems like he's the name on the block. This you know this cycle for wide receivers. There's always a guy that gets pissed and pops up, but it seems like that's the name that right now we know is available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he he will be moved for sure. I'm sure. And now I'm going through like okay, like what other wide receivers could easily be on the move? Um, Gallup's not a free agent, is he? He's with no, Dallas. But no, he just signed year. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was wondering there. Um, otherwise, it's like even the free agent pool for wide receivers is bad. Like the best Juju. name might be. It's the best name might be Alan Lazard. It's it's, it's well, not good out there. Well, it's T Higgins. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. But uh, but also, uh, I think we all fully expect that just to be a franchise tag from from right. CC. You know, so yeah, especially so with fair. Joe Burrow being eligible for an extension. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, I'm just like going through like not even te- like player names. I'm just going through teams like New England. Like Jacoby Myers could be on the move. Yeah, definitely could. Like he, he's a solid. He's a solid number two somewhere. And I'm not since he threw that ball to. backwards. Since he threw that ball backwards, <laughs> Bills Bills like you're done. Yeah, you don't do that here. Exactly. Um, sorry, I'm just going through. This is not a great podcast. Oh, obviously, everybody in Las Vegas. I mean, Renfro's probably going to be on the move. Waller, well, I mean, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams is getting traded to the Jets, so then they can trade for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. on Twitter today. Yeah, it worked yeah. so well when you know Denver signed Hackett, so he'd get Aaron Rodgers. So naturally, Rodgers is going to the Jets, right? Well, he's got to follow in Brett Favre's footsteps, so 100, percent yeah. Which is funny because he hates Brett Favre. That's what he says. Ten years from now, I can't wait for Aaron Rodgers to defraud the state of Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really about it, guys. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of. I say it's not out there. Yeah, it's not like uh-huh. last year. So, um, let's see what else do we got? Um, Cowboys game, pretty decent game, honestly. Um, I felt. Like this- can you win a Super Bowl, Dak? No. No. I don't okay, let me take that back. No, I yeah, not I with this to... coaching not with this coaching staff. 
beat me to it. I was about to say, I think it's honestly, I think it's more the coaching staff than it is. Jack. Can we just talk about how incredible it is that what, five years ago, five, six years ago when McCarthy got hired, he lied in his interview saying that he was into analytics. And then like a week later admitted he didn't look at any analytics yeah. and he's still there. Like no. Jerry Jones likes to project that he's a do anything to win owner. It's too loyal. And what the Jerry, buddy, too loyal, man. Go to your kitchen, the little bar. How long is McCarthy? That has the days of the week on it. Pop that bitch open and take your pills, okay? Come on, man. It's been only three years. Yeah, I think it's only been like. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh my god, that's been five years. I wasn't trying to be like Mister Correct. I just was. I was like, damn, that was about five years. Like he's just not the guy. Look look how the Cowboys' seasons end every year. It's always either clock management or a play call that makes you. Yeah, it just. It's shaped. It's why. Yeah, and it's been the last two years against San Francisco. Never should have given uh, Zeke that contract. Honestly, my probably shouldn't have given Gallup that contract. And the whole Odell flirting thing. Yeah, that was awesome. Waste of time. T.Y. Hilton was more productive than Michael Gallup. I was literally just got to pick T.Y. Hilton, honestly. Wasn't that bad. (laughs) 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 Pretty decent. Um, they have to find a way to bring Pollard back. Dalton Schultz. It's Dalton Schultz can, yes. they can, back. They can only tag either Dalton Schultz or Pollard. And I think if it was me, I would probably tag Pollard and try to sign Dalton Schultz because if worse comes worse, they do have Jake Ferguson in the fold who got involved a little bit and he's solid. And this tight end, deal. And this tight end group is pretty stacked in the draft. And it's a great if you're Jacksonville, you go get Dalton Schultz. If you're Miami, go get Dalton Schultz. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would like that. Um, I honestly would rather them draft a guy, and I like Schultz. I mean, Schultz is from Utah. I, I really, really like Dalton Schultz. Um, I think I would rather I don't them know why go. Uh, just pointing out that I really <laughs> like him. Um, it's just a Jacksonville Utes, duh. No, no, he, he not. He's not from the Utes. He's just literally mm. from Utah. Um. Oh. <laughs> and I, I'm an Ingram guy, so like, I'd rather them just resign Ingram. Tight end one, baby. So, um, but if not, then I would then go back to the Utes and go after like Dalton Kincaid, which uh, Daniel Jeremiah has him as tight end one. Dan, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Back in October, who told you that he was going to jump and be tight end one? Go ahead. What? I did. I I, I told him that he was going to be tight end one. Why are you talking to me? I had, I had no idea that I, I, I had no idea I that forgot. that's where that was going, man. I you know no idea. No idea. I actually almost screenshotted that you that and sent it to you today, like when Jeremiah put out his mock, but I was like, nah, he's probably already having a good day. I don't need to I don't need to do that. Yeah, no, you don't need to you don't need to boost that ego. Speaking of that, so I've been holding on to this Twix since we started this podcast, this Twix bar. Have you guys heard so obviously we, there's right versus left, right? I am now mm-hmm. hearing that they are actually different on the inside. Have you guys heard this or knew or no. knew about this? It's the way the ch- the uh, caramels float. Yeah, off. one has one has more caramel and one has more cookie. Is yep. what I hear. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, and now like I've always been like, who gives a shit? Now I have to really judge if I'm a left Twix or a right Twix person. Okay, this is giving me really really bad anxiety. Are you gonna bite that? Dude, don't, 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 no, oh my, I was going to close my laptop and go Okay, 
for everybody if everybody unbelievable so when you open a twix bar there's two twix right <laughs> he was just going to eat them together like a banana i want to i, I do I, I you know what i think you i think you should all of my all of my OCO one on each side of your mouth which ones. one do you like better like a walrus don't you you are a sicko <laughs> you psycho son of a bitch look at it look at it eyed up Give us the walkthrough while you're eating. He's chewing it right now. It's in his mouth, melting a little bit. His tongue doing some work. Okay. So, you realize how much work your tongue does while you eat? So, how do you tell which one's right? Because this one doesn't, like, some of them usually have the right and left on it. Turn the bar around where you look at the top of the wrapper. That's your right or left. Okay. So, that means, and is it me looking at it or is it from the opposite way? Okay. So, me looking at it. So, right has more cookie, left has more. Caramel. 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 I think I like the cookie one more. I'm a right Twix person. And I I'm... think I would be as well. Caramel's too I'm... thick. I'm not a fan of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a Twix tomorrow. Go do it. Sorry, I'm gonna do it tonight. This episode of Talking Football is brought to you by Twix. <laughs> I mean, what side a... are you? Left or right? It's been political. A it's been a minute since we've had a non-football topic on here. So the world's most political candy bar. Are you right or left? <laughs> Anyways, um, you went liquor. So you got a little cookie on the beard there, Tree. So I'm gonna, there you go, boy. Um, sorry, I'm going back to this Jags game a little bit. Um, <laughs> we should have so, set a timer for the Jags yeah, game. Living in the past. Here we go. I know. So well, we we're talking about the Cowboys. So hey, all right. So my favorite '90s football memory. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. Sorry, it wasn't the Jags and Chiefs. It was. It was the Niners game. Sorry, going back over to the Niners. I felt like they were very vanilla because they honestly it almost felt like they knew they were going to win that game, and they did not throw everything at them. And I think it's going to make it so they do a lot against the Eagles. You know, that's a good way of looking at it because. I've been looking at that game like Dallas was able to get pressure to Brock Purdy and the 49ers had to get basic just to keep Brock Purdy comfortable so that he mm-hmm. could make plays that he was one confident in and two that Kyle Shanahan would trust him with. But if you're right about that, boy, what a freaking slap your nuts on the table type of play calling by Kyle Shanahan and to be like, Hey, we're just going to vanilla our way through this game and win. But at the same time in saying that with my point that I was making, kind of arguing that point, is I think Brock Purdy got exposed a little bit. I think we saw a little bit of it against Seattle, and Dallas tried to, but Kyle Shanahan just dialed up the right plays at the right time, and you know you got great catches by George Kittle as well there in the middle of the field where that was just enough for them to win and put them in a position to kick some field goals. But I think this weekend against Philly, there's just going to be so much of defensive pressure from the inside and the outside that Brock Purdy is going to struggle. You know what? Let's just let's just get into it. Let's. You guys want to talk San Fran and Philly right now because yeah. we do such a NFL fans in general, analysts. We do such a great job pointing out how good Kyle Shanahan is at his job. Mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni deserves some credit, guys, because what he's done in Philadelphia, like from a coaching standpoint, a time management standpoint, has been phenomenal. Last weekend, the whole hey, I got timeouts, so let's go for two and see if we can get him to jump thing. That's just good coaching. That is good, aggressive coaching. Everybody sounds like He goes, I know what the f- I'm doing. Because you get him to jump off sides and not use your timeout because you could go for two from the one instead of the two. Much higher probability, especially when you have Jalen Hurts as your quarterback. 
Like these are little things that a lot of coaches just don't do at Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. So I'm excited for this game. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk about a little bit and then we'll all do our bets, but I think this is the, it's not the game of the weekend, but this is a very good game. I think it is the game of the weekend, actually. Really? Um, I mean, it's a 50-50 shot, right? Um, I, I, think that, I think they're both going to be awesome. I Don't get me wrong here, but I just think that there's something about like these two defenses going against each other and like these offenses that could have explosive plays at any moment that like it's going to make it the game of the week. That's my Look, opinion. If there if there was a defensive line that's going to expose Brock Purdy, it's the Eagles. 74 sure. sacks this year, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, third most this is the test. Totally, for sure. And like and I get what Austin what you're saying, but like did it expose him a little bit? Like he struggled, but also I felt like he did a good job of not exposing himself by like just throwing the ball away and not forcing things and throwing yeah, picks, right? That's like very true. honestly, yeah. I, I, I can yeah, so it makes me like think the other way of like maybe this dude can't be rattled right now, like as much as like they wanted mm-hmm. to. Like they were sending the blitz trying to get him to force something, he never did, like ever. Even the what was it, the second or third play of the game where they tried to do that little swing route to Debo, that thing was yeah. pick six easy from Parsons, and he was just like, nah. And just like took the sack, like he's just like I'm good. Like my defense will get me the ball back. So, anyways, um, I have three bets on this game. I'm just gonna do all three of them right now, and we all can give our opinions of the games as we're going here. I'm taking the under 45 and a half. This one makes me super worried because I could see this thing exploding. But the way I see this game is super slow first quarter. They're both filling the defenses out. Not a lot of points. Second quarter explosion of points, and then. At halftime, you have some sort of adjustments. Defense slows them down, and the two ever can make one or two big plays in the second half wins the game. That's the way I envision this. So I'm going the under 45 and a half. I'm going under nine and a half in the first quarter, but I'm going over 23 and a half in the first half. Okay, so all my bets are for this game. I know that. (laughs) Because I've not bet on the Chiefs all year. I've been able – I've been – but you did last week, though. And that's where I'm trying to go. Oh, okay. And last week I did, and Patrick Mahomes goes down with an injury. Luckily comes back. But we also talked about, like, hey, I have my own superstitions. You know, I'm not a little stitious. I'm superstitious, say backwards on purpose, because I am a very super, superstitious person. And I was like, that was my fault. I bet on the game. I haven't done that all year. Here we go. So I'm going to do my part this week, and I'm not going to bet on the Chiefs game, and I'm not going to badmouth the Bengals, and I'm not going to praise the Chiefs. We'll get into that here in a little bit. But with saying that, I am doing my part as a Chiefs fan, and I'm placing all six of my bets on the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers football game this weekend. So with that, I do think the Eagles, favored by two and a half, I'm going to go ahead and take that. The over at 46 and a half points. Uh, thank you. I will get that. Chase looks like you got it at 45 and a half. Love that for you. Me looking at it at 46 and a half, I'm going to take the over, mainly because I agree with you that the first quarter is going to be slow. We'll see an explosion of points in the second quarter. But I think the, the third quarter and the first quarter are going to be very similar. You know, when you're starting the game, trying to feel each other out, who's going to throw the first punch, then let's defend it, and then we go from there. And then the fourth quarter, it's just going to be a high-scoring back-and-forth game because you're going to get down to the wire. It's like, we got to go score. Boom, let's get them. And, you know, these offensive play callers, you know, Dan, you praise Nick Sirianni as well. 
We all know how good Kyle Shanahan is. By this point in the game, they're going to know what they can and can't get away with, or they're going to have plays that they've been setting up the entire game, and now we're going to get them right here. We're going to get them to bite on it right here in the fourth quarter, and we're going to go score, and I think we barely hit the over with it, so that's why I'm rolling with it. Game total touchdowns, five and a half. I'm going to take the over for both points or for both teams here, which then leads for two and a half touchdown the overs for both teams as well for Philly and 49ers. Thank you, Trees, for doing that last week. I'm going to do it this week here for the NFC Championship game. And then the first half total points, 23 and a half. I'm going to take that over as well. So a lot of overs happening in this game for me. Again, I think it starts off slow in the first and third quarter, second, fourth, huge explosion type plays. And we're going into halftime and we're into that game with like, damn, that game was fun. Wow. Take take a breath, man. You deserve it. Uh, that's appreciate awesome. I, uh, I'm sure the Chiefs really appreciate you doing your 154th every Sunday. A lot of people think there's 53 men on an NFL roster. Not the Chiefs. They got Austin. It's 54. 12th man? Fuck that. You got 54, bitch. What's up? Uh, for that game, I'm taking the Eagles uh, two and a half. The over, Eagles two and a half touchdowns. And then this might be my favorite line of the week, is the over one and a half field goals for the 49ers. Robbie Gould has been automatic his entire career. And it just seems like Eagles defense might get some stops. He might do this in the first half, for being honest. I might take that. Whatever the odds were first half, I can triple-double bacon whopper. Give it to me. All right, I'm all over the one-and-a-half field goals for San Fran. Uh, moving on to the next game, we know Austin's not going to talk about it. So I guess just Trace and I are going to talk about it. I can't wait for the Super Bowl show, Austin. If the Chiefs make, he's going to be on the call. <laughs> be like, all right, all right, let's talk about Just football. be listening, gonna, boys. We're, we're going to make our picks. I'll just, I'll just sit here for you guys. Uh, <laughs> I'll be on the national anthem. Um, so for this game, I – I like the Bengals. Sorry, Austin. I do. I think everything is going the Bengals' way right now. Mahomes um, can say what he wants, but we all know he was behind that uh, podium, hiding that ankle for a reason today, right? Uh, so I like the Bengals in a pick em. I'm taking the over five and a half touchdowns on the games. I do think it will get a little shootouty, uh, especially with these two quarterbacks. And then first quarter, taking Bengals as a one and a half point dog. Uh, we know. The Chiefs tend to turn on in the second half. The Bengals tend to start pretty hot. So I think this could definitely be like a 14-7, 14-10 first quarter, and then things get butt crazy wild in the second quarter, like uh, Trees was talking about with the Eagles game. I think this is going to be a phenomenal game, probably the better of the two games this weekend. I'm very much looking forward to it. And it's at 5.30 God's time. Can we talk about how perfect timing that is to start a football game? Thank you. I love it. I love it. Absolutely adore it. The two five o'clock, two o'clock and five o'clock thing is elite. Next year, can we have games start at 11, 2.30, and 5.30, you know, like college does? That, that's just better for everybody. Games are all done by 9 o'clock. Go to bed. I also want to say that I will talk about this game. I'm just not placing any bets on it. Oh, attaboy. So I'm going to let you guys place your bets, and then I'll give you my thoughts on the game. Well, those are my three. Those three times that you just said, that's me every single Sunday for the record. <laughs> so my time, once again, proven that it's Wait, it is the best. I thought you were just an hour behind me. 11 o'clock is when normal games start. <laughs> Noon games. No. Yeah, but so yeah they're 11 for they're trees. Le- they're 11 so you don't, so you, don't, you don't have games start at 530, though. Sorry, 615, actually, yeah. technically. Yeah. Read a book. Which is, which is great for him, but yeah. yeah. Which is great for me. So... 
I'm doing exact opposite of last game. I was going all these unders and then and then an over at half. I'm going over in over in the game 47 and a half, over 12 and a half in the first half for the Bengals, and then over 23 and a half total um, for both teams. So just give me the overs all day long on that one. Um, I think this game is going to be awesome. I think both games are going to be awesome. Honestly, it's weird that the Jags Chiefs game was maybe the best game of last weekend. Um, so I kind of think that both of these games are going to be really, really good. Uh, really close. Get everybody pumped for the Super Bowl. It's, uh, I don't know who I think is going to win this game. I really don't. Like, I think that's just like a complete toss up. Like, I hate being the dude that's like, ah, whoever, like, uh, has the ball. Whoever runs the ball. (laughs) Yeah, like, I hate, I hate doing that, but, like, it kind of really does feel like it might be whoever has the ball last. Like, so, it feels like somebody's going to score with, like, two or three minutes left to take the lead, and then the next offense is going to just, like, kill the clock over the next three minutes and score away. Do you know what I kind of want, though, for being honest? What's that? I kind of want Patrick Mahomes to target Eli Apple 50 times. (laughs) <laughs> and just shred him just absolutely shred i am so sick of eli apple dude you're bad like you are not a good football player he's the reason they lost super bowl last year yeah you can't tell him that well of course not he's deep in the back um my thoughts on this game though um i'm really worried about it because cincinnati just has had kansas city's number um i think joe burrow and the weapons that they have there are just unstoppable and Joe Burrow, he's not a quarterback that I hate. I don't despise him at all. I respect him and I love him. I loved him at LSU. And since he's been in Cincinnati, it's been kind of one of those deals where it's like, you know, this guy just freaking wins football games. And he's a hard guy to root against. But when you root against him, it's like that almost makes him better. And while you're rooting against him and hating him, there's a secret part of you that's like, I fucking love this dude because he just doesn't care. And there's just something about not caring that you love because you know he just doesn't care about what you think. He cares about the game, cares about his teammates, cares about the right things. And there's just that part of you that's like, man, I freaking love that about him. I wish I was my quarterback. Luckily for some teams, you know, you don't necessarily have to say, I wish he was my quarterback. But when you also look at Cincinnati and you focus on the offense, you got to look at the defense because they're able to get to the quarterback with only rushing four. We talk about Eli Apple not being good. That secondary makes just enough plays, though. And their linebackers, they're disciplined. They don't miss tackles, and they're all on the same page. And it's just it's hard to look at Cincinnati and find the weakness, aside from their offensive line right now, who has been dealing with some injuries. But even when they play Kansas City, it's they play mistake-free football, and they capitalize off the mistakes by Kansas City. That's what they've done these last three matchups. That's how you have to beat the Chiefs. That's how we talk about it. Every year for the last five years, it's like you just Kansas City, you got to let them make mistakes and then you got to go capitalize off of it. That's what Cincinnati does. Joe Burrow doesn't score touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He's yet to throw a touchdown in the fourth quarter in his six career playoff games. That's something to keep an eye on. What he does is he marches his team down the field and he puts them in position to kick a field goal. And boom, here comes McPherson last year and through the season and they score off of it. And that that's just the deal, too, when you look at it. That's just sound football. That is playing all three levels and phases of the football game for you to win. In saying all of that and my fear of it, I've thought about it and I've talked my way through it a lot tonight. So coming into it today and then thinking about Kansas City, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey, 
you need someone else on this offense to step up. And at the beginning of the year, Patrick Mahomes said, hey, it's going to be a different guy every week. And the good thing about that is there's a different guy every week. The bad thing about that is you don't know which guy of the week is going to be the one to step up. And if none of them do, you're screwed. And I think that's where Kansas City's at is who can you rely on outside of Travis Kelsey? Is it going to be Kadarius Toney? Is it going to be a Sky Moore? Probably not. Is it going to be a Juju Smith-Schuster who just kind of quietly has a good game for like six catches and, you know, 55 yards? Is that going to be something where it's like, okay, there we go. It's been Jarek McKinnon as of late. Can you carry that into this game? Defensively, the pass rush has been much better. That is something you have struggled with against. Joe Burrow was actually getting to him and forcing him to, one, make a mistake, or two, just sack him because he's so good at dancing around in the pocket. And the Chiefs secondary has been burned by Jamar Chase. They've been burned by T. Higgins. They've been burned by the tight end across the middle of the field. That's what Kansas City needs to do. And I think when you look at this week and you've heard Kansas City players in the media, except from Willie Gay today on Thursday, it's been hush-hush. It has been silent. It has been a very much, this is a business trip mindset for Kansas City, even though you're playing it at home in Burrowhead, is what the Bengals player said, put as much stock into that as you want. I think it's one of those deals where Kansas City realizes how much this game means and how much it's going to mean to, I mean, one, get to the Super Bowl, and two, just like the legacy of Patrick Mahomes and how much this game means to him, too, is like, I have to beat this guy. And if I can do it on a bum ankle, then let's go do it. I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I am, of course, picking Kansas City to win. But the only way that happens is if, one, you play mistake-free football, and two, you score on nearly every possession. I know that was a lot, but that is where my mind has just been. I've been trying to find the perfect way to say all that today, and that's about as close as I can get to it. I love it. I love it. Um, I was going to bring up the Burrowhead thing um, at the end of the podcast just to see your thoughts. Um, so since you brought it up, um, I mean, I've seen way more – or I haven't seen enough on Twitter about that. Uh, boy, that's, I feel like that's all I've seen on my Twitter. Um, I do think – that's bulletin board material for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs defense and for the fan base. I think like that's who's probably taking it to heart the most. Like the fan, like even with Trevor Lawrence last week being like, like, ah, oh, you know, I don't think it's gonna be a lot as Jacksonville at home this week. He did say that. I don't know if you noticed it, Therese, but I felt like to me watching that game on TV that they, it was the crowd was extra loud. And you can put again, put as much stock into that as you want. But I do feel like that crowd was just like humming. I don't know how much of an impact it had against Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, they were loud. And I know they're going to be loud this weekend, too, especially because of those comments. Yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't really have any delay games or anything like that. So like, yeah. I felt like it, like they handled it well, um, but not saying that it wasn't loud. I mean, it, I just assumed it was going to be like that no matter what. Like, if he said that or not, I think it was going to yeah. be like that. So, um. My thoughts on the game is, and I know you're a Thornhill dude, but like that dude got that dude got beat a lot in the Jackson. I guess you didn't see my Twitter. Yeah, I was getting annoyed with it. Like they need they need a free Roman safety that can just sit back there and eat. Yeah. Now, Brian, last last week you were just on. You were, and I apologize for the language. You were on his nuts last week. On this on this episode, you literally said he was going to get a pick and make a huge play. I said I wouldn't be surprised you got a pick. I wasn't just like, oh, he's going to get one. I think you did, though. I think you even said I think they're going to have a defensive touchdown, and it's going to be from one Thorn- Thornhill. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you said. I don't know if I'd also say that's me being on his nuts, but 
I mean, that's being on. I mean, you were all up on him, and he got beat left and right in that game. Like Christian Kirk dominated him. Yeah, thank God he can't catch. Yeah, thank God he dropped one pass. You know, like because again, that would have been that would have been the difference. So, but what I'm getting at is, I would be concerned if I was a Chiefs fan, strictly off of they are going to use what the Jags did against them, and it's not going to be Christian Kirk. It's going to be Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. That's the, the that's scary. If I if I'm a defensive coordinator and you're like, hey, I know you know Kirk got open a couple times and dropped one, and now Jamar Chase is coming in. That's that's not who I want to see coming in. Yeah. Yep. It's For just sure. not. It's just not. Uh, side note: that's... I just had this random thought: is uh, how much money can Jesse Bates make this weekend? Because everybody has to try to stop Travis Kelsey, right? No one's been able to all year. Shit, his whole career, if you want to be that guy. Jesse Bates is playing on the franchise tag. He's 25 years old. If he shuts down Trav this weekend. Yeah. So I I don't think Travis is going to have a big impact this game. That's why I think they have to rely on the I know a lot of AFC contenders who who would give him the bag. So So, fun fact for you, Dan. Fun fact for you, Dan. Back in the day when we first started this podcast, when I did Trisivia all the time, Austin, did we not mm-hmm. did we not become Jesse Bates dudes before anybody oh, else? Okay, dude. I love Jesse Bates, man. Wait for us for life. Dude. Yeah, like it was insane. And then like everybody like was like, oh, because I think the Trisivia was something like who's a one that has like five picks and five sacks in his first like three yep. or four seasons or something like that. It was insane, but um, we're so we're big Jesse Bates guys on this podcast. Yep. Not this week for Austin, though. Like respectfully, thank you, Jesse Bates. I'm also sitting here thinking about, you know, you're saying like, hey, that was Christian Kirk last week. It's going to be Jamar Chase this week. I don't think it is. Okay. Like because I don't, and that's not like a, a dig at Jamar Chase. No, it's not. Like, I, I don't I think I don't think Jamar Chase is going to be running a lot of crossers. Like he's the he's the guy on the outside that comes and runs like. He's either going to hit you on the post, he's going to hit you on a quick slant, he's going to hit you on a comeback route, or he's just going to burn you over the top and Joe Burrow's going to put it perfectly because the Bengals are so good at running trips to one side and then you leave Jamar Chase alone on, on an opposite side and you just you pay attention to the safety when you come back over there. It'd be like, does he stay over the top? Boom, I know Jamar's running a comeback here. He's just going to stop here. Or the safety kind of drifts over to the trips where you do have the crosser there. He bites down on an in route. Boom, Jamar chases over the top. No one else is home. Joe Burrow's going to hit that throw 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, yeah. So I'm worried about Jamar Chase deep. And again, that's the first time they played in the regular season. That's where he got him. And then when they played in the AFC Championship game, that's also where he got him in the end zone where he just bodied Charverius Ward. I, I am again worried so about this game because the it's Chiefs. So you have three rookies playing in the secondary, and two of them are your starting corners. Yeah. So, Austin, are you going to be replying to the group chat during the game, or are you going to leave us? On I'm going to be game? honest with you. If you guys are texting me in the group chat during the game, I will be pissed. Like, I, I will not respond to a single message. We've not done it all year. Why the fuck are we going to do it now? We tried last week. Respectfully, that would be my mindset. We tried to last week, and you just I, did. I respond? No. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you didn't respond the day before either, so I started taking it a little personal. Like, not not a, in your words, not a lot personal, just a little personal or pers- a little it's personal. Super, a lot of not personal, a little personal, but a lot personal. Because I take it personal. Yeah, yeah, personal, yeah like, either personal. way, like either way, the dude that just doesn't respond to me anymore on text messages, uh, but he'll be on Instagram. That's for damn sure. He will, like he will be on Instagram and Twitter liking everybody's shit. 
So it's all right, though. It's God damn. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Austin, we know you're we know you're taking the Chiefs. Are you, and you're I guess you're we know you're taking the Eagles because you took them at minus two. So you have you have the classic uh Andy Reid versus Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl. And the Kelsey brothers, yeah. Kelsey oh, versus Ke- Kelsey. Oh, be fun. Good call. Be fun. I, I actually forgot about that. Good call. Yeah. Okay. All right. Dan New Heights got? Podcast duel. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, Eagles Bengals. You have Eagles Bengals. Okay. I'm the only one taking the Niners then. Okay. I'm taking the Niners. Um, God, I really don't know on this other game. Did you know that rookie, rookie quarterbacks are 0-4 in championship games? Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Someone's got to break it. I, yes. I suppose. Why not? Um, so here's my thing. is like One of my best friends is a Niners fan, and the year he was born, um, it was the Niners versus Bengals Super Bowl, and he just had his first kid. And so it's... It, it's romantic, right? It's like, how can you not be, you know, romantic about football? Like, let's have it be Niners versus Bengals again. Like, that's what I'm going for. Deep down, my gut's telling me the Chiefs win, though. That's my opinion. Back to your comment about me being on Twitter and Instagram. That's just straight stress scrolling. That's all it is. <laughs> Dude, I don't even care. I just like to give you shit. I know you don't, <laughs> but like, like I just, it's just kind of me realizing it. It's like, yeah, I am on social media a lot during these games. And it's because I am just so fucking stressed out that if I just watch, like, if I just Hawkeye the game, I'm going to get pissed. That's funny. Like, me and you are exact opposite. Like, I usually put my phone away. Like, and I'm just like, I don't, like, I don't want to see other people's opinions on this game of going mm-hmm. on. And I'm like, I just want to, like, have my own and, like, I'll catch up after the game. I'll go, I'll scroll back for the last four and a half hours. See, I only I only check my phone usually at commercials because I'm scared that since I stream the games that you're bad. I'm gonna be like 15 seconds behind, and I don't want somebody's tweet to spoil the game for me. That oh, actually, I'll be and like and if it's like a close game of two minutes left, I will throw this damn thing That's into the couch. Like, don't I don't want to be near it. That's how my Sunday ticket athletic nothing. Just yeah, my Sunday ticket is like consistently 30 to 45 seconds behind. So like. I can't even like during the season can't do it, but like when it's just on normal television, like then I know I'm good. I'll be honest. Actually, I love that shit. What? Like that's happened to me for several chiefs games where like the reporters that are actually at the game will tweet like, Oh my God, touchdown. And it's like, okay, I can relax on this play and just see like how it develops. And I can pay attention to that player and be like, damn, that was a good move. And then they show the replay and it's like, yeah, I was paying attention to that to begin with. So like, suck it. You're so dumb. dumb. (laughs) All right, let's do our three leg parlays. I am going to start us off. I got the over 12 and a half first half points for the Bengals. I got the under nine and a half in the first quarter of the NFC Championship game. And I'm taking the over 47 and a half in the AFC Championship. I'm going to go Eagles favored by two and a half, a game total touchdown, five and a half over, and then the 49ers touchdown total at two and a half over as well. And Dan will be going over one and a half field goals for San Fran. Bengals, one and a half point first quarter dogs. And then uh, Bengals in the pick them. Perfect. Good All for right. you. Let's make this five-legger. I'm taking I, – and I, I know I have it in my three-legger, but I don't even care. I'm doing the over 12 and a half in the first half for the Bengals. And I'm going to go Philly touchdowns uh, two and a half over. Okay. And uh, I would like the one and a half field goals again. Okay. All right. We got two more to go here. Um, 
I'd say we just put in the Bengals pick them, honestly. You you know we can't do that. I went to go for it. It's fine. No, no, we're not gonna do that. Uh, So we do need two more though. We do. I'm sorry. I'm looking at your guys' bets to see if there's any other ones that I that I really Mm. like. Let's take a. Oh, you already put that in. Okay. I like the. I was gonna say. I like the the under two and a half. Okay, I was gonna say the under nine and a half first quarter, but I just don't think I want to sweat that bad. That's fair. Reese, what you or Trees? Excuse me, God damn it! I'm not your dog. <laughs> you got that dog in him though, man. Yeah, just... yeah I do. Uh, I said that I like the Niners. <laughs> Niners total. Not your dog. <laughs> it reminded me of the TikTok said that's going on viral, and I was like, and I'm not your bruh. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. Oh my god, I I it's think from, it's uh, off. It's from some Will Ferrell movie. I yeah, think. with Ben Stiller. I know that. Oh, I want to say it's that model movie that they're in. I can't remember it. Yeah, okay. Um, um, oh, it's like, oh, my Zoolander. bad, bro. It's, it's, no, it's, 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 yeah, it's Ben Stiller. Yeah, Ben Stiller and yeah. Wilson. When they're doing the walk-off, he's like, and I'm not your oh, dude. Okay. Yeah. Bro. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Okay. Um, Man, but we have the Phillies over two and a half. Never mind. I don't the want Eagles. to do that. They're not the Phillies. Same sorry. baseball. Yeah, sorry. Jeez. Uh, uh, you know the sports? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, guys. This one's tough. Well, it, usually we do 10. We only did six this week, I know. so it's slim pickings. Exactly. I mean, I'm sorry, but I, I want to do the I want to do the under nine and a half first quarter. All right, fine. No, it's, it's cool. So we got whatever you want, man. It's fine. <laughs> you know, Trish, why don't you just why don't you just do all the picks? All right, we'll just we'll just go ahead and simply f off. That's interesting. Me looking at last week. Oh yeah, we did all of your guys's picks. That's interesting. Did we? He's so passive. So passive aggressiveness. Um, okay, what do you guys want for the last one? It's all you guys. Tell me what your heart desires. Kind of a Twix right now, if we're being honest. God, it, was, <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> was, like, I know I said right. Dude, the left was just as good. Damn it. Uh, the Bengals plus one and a half in the first quarter. I would be surprised if we end the first quarter with the Bengals in the lead. Okay. Like seven to three. All right, I like with that. Kansas City having the ball. I like that. Okay. Let me organize this a little now, bit. If no, Austin, if the Bengals – or I'm sorry, if the Chiefs are driving and there's like – 30 seconds left in the first quarter. <laughs> just, hey, let's just sit on this one, okay? Yeah. Just, just fucking it. take your knee, Patrick. <laughs> sit on it. Just sit on it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So we have over one and a half field goals for San Francisco. We have over two and a half touchdowns for the Eagles. And then we have, oh, I messed this up. Under nine and a half in the NFC Championship first quarter. Over 12 and a half first half for the Bengals. Plus one and a half first quarter Bengals. I like that. That's what's um, hitting, boys. I also just hitting. figured out what Kansas City needs to do in this football game. Okay, tell me. This is going to sound stupid. Control the clock. Fuck <laughs> explosive plays. Hey, I, I know. Fuck your explosive plays. Go back to the Alex Smith playbook where you just dink and dunk your way down the field and then Andy Reid needs to get out of his own way and run the football like 25 times. Let Isaiah Pacheco eat. 
He had 12 carries for 95 yards last week, I think. Get him that 20. Let him get 20 and 150. Yeah. Also, and then, then you sorry. put Joe Burrow in a position there at the end of the game where he's got to go lead a drive, and he either does it or he he does it or he doesn't. Yeah. Um. Just went over my notes and I forgot one thing to talk to you about. Why does Willie Gay have to say stupid shit like how he did today? Man, everybody's just. He's the only player this week that said anything remotely close that like people can take and run with. It to me personally, and this isn't me just like being a Chiefs homer or trying to defend any Chiefs player. I don't think he was trying to be like disrespectful. I think he was trying to get out of the interview and they're like, what impresses you about this offense? He's like, there's nothing. There's like, if he would have just extended it, I think he would have been like, there's nothing that impresses me. This is my fourth time seeing it. Like, I know who the quarterback is. I know who the players are. I know what they run. There's nothing that's going to impress me or shock me. That's it. Like, but you can- there, there's nothing there that I'm not expecting to happen. It's just, how are we going to stop it? And then you can't answer that because you can't say, well, this is what we're going to do. It's just what impresses you? Nothing. Yeah, but you could. You've you- said something like, I respect the players that are there, da 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 da. Yeah, he could have, but he didn't. Yeah, you he just said nothing. You, yeah, but you can't come at this this way when you guys literally wanted to crucify Trevor Lawrence last week for saying, heaven forbid, saying that his fan base was just as loud. Like you guys, I went, mean, I didn't do that. You guys, but went, like, you guys yeah. went, nu- you guys went nuts for seven straight days. Yeah, like those are the crazy days. fans of Kansas City, dude. Yeah, I, they're I know, fucking Robin Banks, bro. They are super they are. fans. Are one Robin Banks and two wrecking vehicles and acting like they were in, just got out of the hospital, so they walked down the street in a freaking hospital gown. Yeah, it's crazy. Kansas but City I, fans, I love them to death, but they're fucking nuts, man. Yeah, but all I'm saying is like you can't get defensive like that, like. Ugh. Like it's a one thing that they've said, like when you guys literally exploded off of Trevor Lawrence saying that. Like there there has to be a medium ground back. Like, yeah, he probably fucked up on saying that. Like you can't you can't say he should have given he should have given a longer answer instead of just nothing. But like yeah. if you watch yeah. the entire interview, you can tell that he's trying to like get at like he's not wanting to have to sit there and answer questions. I think somebody should have asked him what his shoulder workout is because boys got trapped. That dude yeah, is does. fucking jacked, jacked. man. He's so jacked. Yeah. I've been scared, uh, too, someone like that threw a vacuum at my house. Shit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. One last thing. I know we're running lo- long on time here. I just want I just want score predictions for t- for the games this week this weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna even note them down because I want to see oh, how close we get. So Dan, let's start with you with NFC championship. <laughs> All right, so I got Eagles 49ers. Let me reference my bets to make sure I fall in line with that. So the Eagles are going to get at least two and a half touchdowns. Um, I'm going to go Eagles 24. No, I got to have two field goals. 24-20. I got to have two field goals for San Fran. Okay. All right. Let you guys do your NFC, and then I'll come back and. Okay. What's the uh, over under for the NFC game? Forty six. Forty six and a half. You literally made that bet. Oh fuck me! I did that for the AFC game. Excuse me then. Yeah, that's where I'm. I don't. Why in the world did I put that in AFC? That I confused myself there. Yes, thirty to twenty seven. Excuse me, for the Eagles. 
Are we even picking the teams or just picking the score? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we know. We know who, yeah, we know you're taking the Eagles because you took them. You both are yeah. taking the Eagles because you both took minus two and a half, right? Thank you. Thank you for reading my mind and understanding me. You're good. Um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna do twenty four twenty one for the Niners, and then I am going to AFC. This one is tough. Um, I want to say I'm gonna go. I might have just taken the score that I already wanted to do there. Um. No, I'm going to do 27-24 for, I guess, the Bengals. I kind of want to take the Chiefs. 27-24 Chiefs. I'm going to go 28-21. Chiefs. And I will make sure everybody gets their money's worth. I am going to go 38-35 Bengals. Coming in hot. They're coming in hot. I feel like the safe answer anytime you predict a game is like anything 17 to 28 on both teams. Like that's a very safe way to I think this I think this Chiefs game just comes down to like a last drive, like we were saying earlier, where like you're tied 21-21 and someone just comes in and scores a touchdown. Situation for you. A minute twenty-seven on the clock. Burrow has to go full length of the field, two timeouts. How do you feel? Full length of the field is in like ninety-eight yards, or is in as in like 80. it was a touch. It was it was a touchback. Yeah, so like so it's on twenty-five. Yeah, two, two timeouts, and basically a minute and thirty left. Yeah, a minute twenty-seven. Uh, let's, okay, let's... well, yeah, if we're being specific, that's good. Um, if I was a Chiefs what's the fan, score? I'm, I'm throwing up. Uh, need seven. The Bengals need seven. Bengals win. need seven to win or to tie. To, to win. Say the say the They're Chiefs, down the get, Chiefs okay. get the ball okay. back with like five seconds left. Sure. That's I think that's how it ends, and then they go into overtime. No, we're saying that there's no chance. You're not getting. You're Chiefs, not getting Chiefs are up four. Them. Chiefs are up four. Bengals you just said to – I just asked him that, to win or to tie, and he said the, they're already tied, so they yeah, have to for, score a touchdown to win. No, 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 no. no. The, yeah, they're down by four. You need a touchdown to win. Field goal doesn't do you any good. So Joe Burrow is at the 25-yard line. Mm-hmm. So, the Chiefs, down, so then the Chiefs win. Yeah, the Chiefs will get the down, ball by five seconds left and win the game. Down by four. Yes. With a minute 27, how are mm-hmm. you feeling? I'm fucking nervous, but you got to get a sack, and then you got to stop them on a third down to make them force to convert a fourth down. I think they'll do that, and then by that point, you know, you start to get your next three downs. That's where you run out of time. Do you think? And then that's get... where you force the turnover, and Kansas City gets the ball five seconds left, and you take a knee, and you go to a Super Bowl. Do you think that they get into the red zone, and then they and then they do the turnover, or do they not even get to the red zone? I think you get close to the red zone. I can see them getting to like the thirty-five, thirty-yard line, and then that's where they take a shot at the end zone, and it gets batted up, and someone comes down with it. Like like classic like Richard Sherman against the Niners bat up. Yep. Yeah. And then you and then and then the camera pans out and you see that they threw a roughing the passer flag. One untimed down. Absolutely Kansas City's luck. Bengals win, go to the Super Bowl. D Ford's offsides. 
they absolutely would not call uh, uh, roughing the passer. So uh, they one thousand percent would against Kansas City. What roughing the passer and defensive holding are Austin, the two calls Austin, that Austin, haunt bro. the Kansas City Chiefs defense Love forever. You guys. Uh, hey, Austin, last week, last week we've, the we've had, had a good penalty for five yards. We had a very okay. good podcast. Um, are are we serious? What? The Chiefs had one penalty for five yards. I mean, on. that's how we're going to end it. All right, that's fine. No, I know, no. I know exactly where Chiefs is going. It's like you think the shot from Colin Saunders to Trevor Lawrence was a dirty hit. I don't think it was a dirty hit. I think it was by the rule book, roughing the passer. It's literally the same thing that happened to Tenny Henny, and you guys got it. I'm, I, I never think, said anything. I think those about are it. separate. They're yeah. not. I like, think that's where Dan was going with this. So excuse me for biting on the bait. Yeah, I'm yeah. the fish. I got the hook right there. Yeah, like yeah, I did not say anything about it being a dirty hit. I'm just saying that I also believe that it was roughing the passer. Look, what, look what Dan football. did. What? What'd you say? So I just think it's football. You just think it's football. I just but, think it's football. <laughs> but the but the tap but heaven forbid a tackle on Mahomes is dirty though. So no, I didn't say just Mahomes. I said in the NFL in general. Because it broke Tony Dan, Pollard's we were, leg, Dan, it we snapped so Dak Prescott's <laughs> podcast. We're so, we're so close to getting out of here without having this conversation. Yeah, you guys want to talk about Aaron Rodgers for fifteen minutes instead? We did, I I don't know how long we've been recording, but I actually I don't want to talk, talk about, about Aaron. An hour and a half. I don't. No, we haven't. Like we've been. It's the, it, don't give him attention. Don't give Aaron Rodgers attention. That's all he wants. He's going Let's, to the Jets. We've done this. We've done this exact thing the last like five or six years. I'm so done talking about Aaron Rodgers until he's on a different team. I just don't want to talk about it. Squid Asco. Do you, okay. Let's go. Let's go to the Broncos. Is and I know we got like two minutes and then we'll uh, we'll get off. Um, is it going to be Sean Payton or is it going to be D'Amico Ryan's? It sounds like D'Amico Ryan's currently. <clears throat> I think it's. I don't think it's going to be either of them. I think they end up with somebody else. Who? I have no idea. But I don't think it's going to be either of them. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where Steve Wilkes ends up. Because Sean Payton's going to find his way to the Cowboys. If To me, I think that's what happens. I think something happens with McCarthy and Jerry Jones, whether it's Jerry Jones or one of Jerry Jones' sons, saying, like, we can get Sean Payton. Let's go get him. And you do that. And then... D'Amico Ryan's is like, actually, I'm going to go to freaking Houston and just rebuild there and do whatever I want with my defense. And I don't have to worry about facing Justin Herbert and freaking Patrick Mahomes four times in a season. And then if Tom Brady goes to the Raiders, oh, there's another great quarterback. When you look at the AFC South, like, and I, I really think it's oh. almost kind of silly for people to look at coaches and be like, oh, you know, they're not looking. They don't care who's in the division. I 1,000% fucking would. Like, if I have to worry about who I have to create a defensive game plan to and the only quarterback in the division I can seriously have to be concerned with is Trevor Lawrence, I will sign up for that over the possibility of Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, oh, and Tom fucking Brady, or even Jimmy Garoppolo, who just finds ways to win football games. That's what my mindset would be if I'm D'Amico Ryans. If, if I was D'Amico Ryans, though, I would just – if my option was the Texans, I would just be like, ah. Shanny, I'm coming back for another year. Let's run it back. <laughs> I mean, no, if, he goes be, to, yeah. if he goes to Houston, you would think that that first year he's just playing with house money, you know, as an ex-player. <laughs> Boy, wait, what a way to come full circle. And that's it, folks. And tonight we've been talking, talking football. football. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>